Hello, and welcome back to the Marketing Major podcast. My name is Shamail Jawed. And my name is Emmanuel Ojo. Today, we are speaking to Sophie McMillan. And Sophie is currently the manager of fan engagement marketing with the Oilers, and she's had a decorated career. Before that, she was an account manager with DGM Modern Marketing Partners as well. We are so excited to be speaking to Sophie today. She has such an aspirational career from working for an ad agency to now working as a manager in marketing for the Oilers. We knew a lot of marketing students would also be interested in hearing from someone like this. So we're so glad we can have her on. Thanks so much for joining us today. Of course. I really appreciate it. Yeah, Sophie works in? I work um, for the Edmonton Oilers. I'm on their marketing team. So my official title is Manager Fan Engagement Marketing. Very cool. Yeah. I know that that title in and of itself is very elusive to students working for the Oilers. Yeah, it's very so cool. Fun. So how about we start with just tell me about yourself, tell me about your role and how you got to where you are today in your career. Sure. Yeah. So I am an alumni of the Alberta School of Business. I graduated in 2017 um, with a major in marketing. Um, and since right after um, graduating, I joined the West Edmonton Mall marketing team, actually. So I was mostly overseeing Fantasy Land Hotel and the food and beverage properties that they have there. Um, lots of fun opportunities came with that. Um, the sea lions were my coworkers, so that's a little <laughs> unexpected. Um, and then from there, I decided I really wanted to try the ad agency world. So I um, got a job at... Calder Bateman, which then um, joined forces with ZGM. So I worked um, at ZGM for three years as an account coordinator and then account manager. And then just recently in April, I uh, joined the Oilers um, on their marketing side uh, as the manager of fan engagement marketing. So with that role, it's um, a little bit of it's a little bit of everything. So I oversee and help plan um, fan related events. Um, so this past weekend, actually, we hosted Oilers Fan Day. So I was heavily involved in that. Yeah, that was a fun one. And that was kind of my first big event. So it was nice to see it all come together. And then I also um, handle and project manage a lot of season seed holder touch points. So things like um, mail outs that they'll get with like their season seed holder membership cards, um, brochure printouts, any events that they have. Um, I help out with those as well. Yeah. So Very yeah, cool. Fan, face, fan facing and season seat holder facing. You kind of talked about what your role looks like. Maybe talk about what does a typical day in your role mm -hmm. look like with the Edmonton Oilers? Yeah, yeah. So it's every day is a little bit different. Mm -hmm. um, so some days I'm sitting at my desk, planning it out, going through emails, meetings, kind of the typical nine to five that you'd expect. Other days I'm in the arena um, helping out, or I guess I didn't really help out, but I oversaw, <laughs> we just did a big installation um, in the arena on the concourse. So helping project manage that, working with our vendors, making sure that they're all set up with everything they need inside the arena. Um, and then other days I'm attending events and making sure that those run smoothly as well. Um, so yeah, every day is a little bit different, but it's nice to be kind of right in the heart of downtown, right at the arena. A lot of people ask where I work and I do work right in the arena on the third floor. So it's handy when you have to kind of check something out of the concourse, take a photo of something in bowl or whatever it may be. It's nice and handy. 
how would you say how integral is you and your position to the Oilers brand and keeping it intact? Mm-hmm. And you can gas yourself up here, honestly. You can like what would the consumers, what would the Oilers lose if you just stopped showing up? Yeah, so I think um, I'll kind of speak to the marketing team as a whole. Um, We for sure are very fan focused um, while also supporting the team as well. But definitely want to make sure that our fans are seen and supported and celebrated. Um, So, yeah, I'd like to think that without the marketing team, there would be a little bit maybe of a gap in the market of making sure that the Oilers are kind of around and about and that uh, people are aware of what's to come and all the games that are coming up as well. I guess the next question we have is just like, what's the most enjoyable thing about your job and industry? It doesn't have to technically be just your position with the Oilers. Mm -hmm. Um, What do you love about marketing? What has drawn you to it and what keeps you in it? Yeah, so I like marketing and I was initially drawn to the major when I was in university because of the creativity you get with it whether that's in like the traditional sense of like being a graphic designer um, or an art director or if that's on the strategy side because there's creativity in that as well um so that's something i've definitely enjoyed kind of throughout when i was at zgm in my accounts role um i did really enjoy kind of the strategy side and putting together the brief that's always really fun to make sure that the creative team and our different teams like the media digital team are feeling really energized and excited about the project and the problem that we're trying to solve. Um, And then in my role now, you for sure have to be creative in different ways, whether that's sometimes being creative about how to solve a problem, Um, especially with me being new in this role. There's a lot of new projects I'm a part of that come up with things I maybe not haven't faced before. So it's takes some kind of like takes a little creativity to think through how you're going to approach your next step. Uh, and then I think the variety marketing comes with a lot of variety. No, that's maybe a cl- cliche, but no two days are ever the same. You're kind of doing quite a bit of different things, different projects, different clients. So I do really enjoy that part of it as well. Would you say that in marketing, we just have different hats, different things that we do every single day? How would you tackle that or how have you prepared yourself to be able to show up each day and just take it on making sure that you're open to whatever may come your way yeah um i think working at an ad agency is great training in being flexible and adaptable that's kind of a piece of advice i give to anybody new is agency gives you so many um so many good opportunities and it moves really really quickly so you kind of have to pick things up really quickly react really quickly um, so I will say, I think the three years I spent at ZGM really prepared me well because um, working in sports and entertainment is also very fast. Things happen quite quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know what your season's going to look like from a big picture, but there's always going to be stuff that comes up that you're going to have to jump on. So, yeah, I think uh, just staying nimble is uh, pretty important in the marketing world. Amazing. I'm glad that you brought up your ad agency role. I'd love to dive into that a little bit more. Mm -hmm. So I feel like an ad agency role is definitely very glamorous for university students. It's what we would aspire to have like right out of the gate, right out of graduating. So how glamorous really is a position like that? Yeah. Um, 
I guess it's very fun. Mm-hmm. Um, there's definitely a lot of you'll see the ad agencies. We all have pretty cool offices, a lot of open concept. Um, for me, that's something I enjoy. I know others maybe would rather kind of be tucked away in their little cubicles or offices. Um, but it is really fun. There's also a really great community. There's um, through ACE, the Advertising Club of Edmonton. Mm-hmm. They put on a lot of really great events. So that's kind of where you get to see all of your different peers in the industry, the ACE Awards. Although I only got to go to one because of COVID. Um, the one I went to was so much fun. It was at the Shaw and it was like a great time. Um, so yeah, it's maybe not Mad Men glamorous as mm-hmm. it was portrayed or used to be. Um, but it's still a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, lots of great people work in that industry. That's cool. It gives me like tech vibes. Mm-hmm. Of, it, like what yeah. you th- what you would think a tech role would bring. For sure. For sure. Yeah. And ZGM um, kind of over COVID moved into a shiny new office. So that was pretty mm-hmm. fun to work there for the past like year when I was there. I guess diving a little bit deeper into that, your experience with ZGM. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you walk us through the process of actually creating an ad or an ad campaign? Yeah. Yeah, so um, as an accounts person, your role is kind of, the, you're the project manager, so you're making sure that um, the problem the client is trying to solve or the direction they want you to take is executed and completed on, and that means rallying all the different teams within an agency. Um, and agencies are definitely growing quite a bit, so there's more and more teams kind of getting added even from when I started. It just continues to expand. So. Typically, the process is uh, you meet with your client and you kind of see what they're looking for. And then from there, depending on what it is, there's usually a bit of a discovery research portion. Um, and then you make a bit of a, a strategic roadmap is what ZGM would call them. Um, just kind of walking through, okay, this is what we've looked at. This is kind of the market. This is how we're going to approach the problem or the messaging. And it's very high level at that stage. And then you brief in your creative team, your media team. Um, So the accounts person will typically write the creative brief, um, which just gives all of the details that they have to make sure that the teams that they're briefing in are really well equipped and know what their job and deliverable is. And then from there, you kind of go through presentations and revisions before you're trafficking all the different assets um, and getting it in market and then measuring it um, after that to determine if it was a success. Building off of that, how much would you say is the research and what are the things you would track as the performance metrics after? Yeah, yeah. So the research can be done in a few different ways. So sometimes it's just kind of taking a look even on like Google or the internet, just getting a feel for what the market's like, depending on what industry you're working with or in. Other times you'll do something a little bit more formal um, with focus groups or sending out some sort of survey, things like that. So there's a few different approaches. Sometimes that happens in-house. Sometimes you hire a third party to help you with that. Um, And then afterwards, the metrics you measure can be kind of a variety of things. So if it's a digital campaign, you're looking at like click-through rates, bounce rates on a website, things like that. Um, or you're looking at impressions. Um, our media team at ZGM, I always said they were wizards because they just would put together these like amazing media buys and then have so many amazing analytics to report on and really gather insights from um and hopefully build upon for your next iteration of the campaign if you're looking to do that so you walked us through how it'd be 
to create an ad and you talked about how you kind of have to rally everyone together mm -hmm. i'm imagining that you have like a finger in everyone's pie a little bit yeah. managing that yeah. <laughs> how did it feel as a woman as a young woman maybe having to direct all these individuals and having to take on that more managerial and just leadership leadership thank yeah. you leadership role yeah um no that's a good question it's definitely a skill that you learn mm -hmm. um so when i started at ZGM, i was an account coordinator so i worked Typically, the structure, it kind of varies per agency, but at ZGM, you usually are paired with an account director, an account manager, and a coordinator on larger clients. So there's three accounts people that support, and they all kind of do different levels from like higher level to really in the in the weeds with the project management. Um, so yeah, as an account manager, you really are kind of, you're all over the details, I guess, um, less of a strategic role at that point, which is great. You get exposed to a lot, and that's where... You do form your relationships with your teammates because, um, of course, it's always easier to bring a project together when you like and know who you're working with really mm -hmm. well. Um, so I think from there, uh, I always just say, like, just be kind and easy to work with because it'll make your job so much easier. Mm -hmm. um, and then understanding, I guess, that people sometimes have bad days or sometimes yeah. projects are a little bit tricky and maybe you're not on the most exciting client but at the end of the day you do have a job to deliver and you want to do it well um so yeah I think that's something that over the years um I learned and then you also learn kind of not necessarily to be assertive but you do mm -hmm. kind of figure out a way to make sure that you're meeting the deadlines and deliverables that you need to while also keeping the teams you're working with excited as well yeah how do you breathe that excitement into your um the individuals that you're overlooking or the individuals that you're delegating tasks to maybe i know that maybe i'll be excited about something but someone else won't feel that same excitement mm -hmm. how do you translate that to the individuals that you're working with yeah um i think it's just a lot of like i think it's just kind of understanding that you're all in it together mm -hmm. um and you're working as one team and yeah maybe it's not the most fun but we're doing it together and we're gonna get there and there's gonna be like an end in sight um making sure you make their job really easy that's kind of what i think like with accounts it's trying to help and make sure that the other teams really have what they need so always writing like ex like I can't say every brief can be exciting because sometimes it's not going to be, but uh, making sure that, I don't know, the language you're using and the way you're like maybe delivering feedback because you do have to deliver the feedback from the client to set in a gentle and constructive way. And I don't know, I think just trying to be a positive force on the team and not, uh, not uh, getting anybody down because yeah, trying to make sure that everybody's spirits stay high. Can you talk about how the experience for marketing hockey and fan engagement is unique compared to your experiences, let's say, with ZGM and the projects you worked on there? Yeah. So one thing about agency is you're typically working on quite a variety, especially in Edmonton, a variety of clients. Um, I was look, lucky to work a lot with some of the bigger nonprofits that we have in the cities, some of the hospital foundations, which I really enjoyed. Um, 
but yeah, you do have to keep track of a lot of different industries and projects. And so it's nice kind of moving over to being on the Oilers to have a little bit more of a singular focus and really learn and breathe that brand from the inside out. Um, that's been nice. And obviously we have one larger target audience, which has segments within it. Um, but it's been nice to kind of really focus, focus in on that group. Are both sides very segmented and departmentalized? Like you talked about how like you were in accounts and there was also mm-hmm. like the media team, there was the research. Does everyone kind of, does everyone hop back and forth or is like, is everyone very hyper specialized in what they do? Yeah. So I'd say yes to both industries, I guess, now that I'm on what we call client side, um, definitely both have both on the agency side, there's all the individual teams. They do stick to what they are experts in, but there's a lot of collaboration and a lot of knowledge sharing. So it's kind of nice that you, you for sure understand like the media side and a little bit of the creative side, maybe if you're not even like, you're not executing the ads themselves. Um, and the same way on the Oilers, um, Rogers Place is a very well-oiled machine and how they run. Um, and there's a lot of really great teams a lot of different teams than you'd see in an agency. Um, we have an events team at Rogers Place. We did not have that one on the ad side. Um, but yeah, I definitely think everybody sticks within their little expert ring, but also collaborates. And I guess that's kind of how you bring projects together is through collaboration. What tools do you frequently use in your, so to speak, marketing tool belt? Mm-hmm. Um, I think project management is a huge one. That's not necessarily, I guess, tied directly to marketing every industry requires project management but that's one for sure that I rely a lot on and then communication as well um I'm sure the briefs I wrote in the early parts of my ad career um probably could have used a little bit of editing to when I left I hoped like to think that they're a little bit more polished um and I think that's something that I've now been bringing into um, my new role as well as the communication of I wasn't necessarily planning events when I was at ZGM now. Now I'm helping out with those um, in tandem with our events team and making sure you're really organized and communicate clearly has been really um, helpful in that sense as well. So there's definitely a lot of a lot of crossover with kind of some of those like basic skills, I guess. And then the learned skills, mm-hmm. those apply when you need them to. I guess, yeah, kind of touching on that, your marketing tool belt what aspects from actually university or things that you learned are actually pulled forward into mm, your career right question the big <laughs> it's the big question on our mind is what we're learning in class applicable oh, in the real life no that's fair um i will say the marketing world especially the digital marketing world changes rapidly so i graduated in 2017 we're now in 2022 Things have changed so much even within that time. Um, When I was at the U of A, it was a lot of kind of the theory behind marketing that I found you learned, but then you did your group projects as well, which really equips you um, to work with a team because that's for the most part, all of our, no matter what major you're in in business, I think you'll be doing a lot of teamwork. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that's kind of a skill that you learn. Um, I'm trying to think market research. That was a really applicable class that I've definitely pulled a few things from into my, uh, career. 
trying to think if there's like anything else. Um, for me, my co-op programs, so though, I did two co-op terms and those were really, really helpful for me. Just even learning like how to work in a corporate setting. I can agree with that. Definitely. For sure. I've also, we both have been we in a co-op. co-op. Yeah. yeah, we yeah. both were yeah. in co-ops and I think it was very eye-opening for me to understand what is marketing in the real world? Yeah, what does right? that look like? Are we always using social media for everything, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So I definitely can agree with you there. Yeah. It was very, very helpful for me to understand even what parts of marketing I like. Well, that's it yeah. too because like marketing can go so many different ways. Like even a lot of my friends that graduated in marketing, we all – went in different directions with it. So it's definitely co-ops are so valuable and that you get to explore a little bit before you're uh, booted out into the real world <laughs> to figure it out. So scary. <laughs> Did you find that your co-op career pulled you into a certain direction? How did that help you make your decision for what you wanted for your full career, yeah. your actual career? Yeah, so I'd say I really enjoyed the two co-ops I did, I did them both with the city. Um, and I think I think kind of what helped me form my path is seeing the vendors that they worked with. So when I was at the city, they did work with an agency. And so that was interesting to see that collaboration um, for me. So it kind of got me a little intrigued in that. Yeah, I think that's probably the direction. Because I guess what I did with the city is not necessarily what I'm doing now but I was always interested when they would do campaigns and stuff as to how that came to be and I wanted to be on that side of it yeah I can agree with you there I also worked for the city and um although it is something that's given me so much experience Mm -hmm. love it it's let me dip my toes into so many different worlds of marketing I can agree with you it it gives me a thirst for the other side the less rigid side yeah yeah so going back to talking about your ad agency time and how you navigated that career how would you say you created or how did you navigate creating ads and marketing for things you're not really passionate about or you had no interest in Mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes it's hard when you're not creatively invested in something to create creativity for it right most of our classes (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. um Yeah, I think, especially in Alberta, you're given quite a wide variety of clients to work on. I think it's just keeping the perspective, though, that you are making an impact no matter what industry you're working with. And maybe it's not the most exciting, um, but just trying to keep keep that perspective. And then also it's all about balance as well. So that's like it's kind of nice. in the ad world that maybe you'd have a client you weren't so enthused with, but you probably had a couple other clients that you were pretty excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say I was very lucky in that the clients I worked on were all really great. And especially when they're nonprofits, you know that you're supporting a really great cause through, totally. through the marketing campaigns. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely there's a few that get thrown in there and you're like, oh, okay, this is new. This is a little <laughs> different. So you also, it's an opportunity to le- learn about, an industry you probably never thought you were going to learn about. I like that perspective. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's flip it now. What is um, a project that you were really passionate about that you worked on in the ad agency? Can you maybe talk about a little bit how your creativity and how your um, passion really 
got to seep into your project? Yeah, yeah. So I, um, a couple ones that I really liked, I got to work um, on, a, I guess, Zegium has a couple of hospital home lottery clients, but I got to work on one of those. And that was really great. And that was, I think, one of the best projects I worked on because it was such a big campaign that included TV, radio, digital, um, things like signage out at the homes. Um, so I think that one was really great. And then of course the proceeds always went or went back to the hospital foundations. Um, so I think that was a really good one that I enjoyed. And then there's a couple other smaller, um, nonprofits that I got to work with like HIV Edmonton. Um, they had some really fun projects that we got to work on and help an organization that maybe a lot of people hadn't heard of. So that was a really fun one as well. Um, I'm trying to think. There's so many. I feel bad if I forget like a big one, but it's like an acceptance or a thank you speech. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm Make like, sure I'd you like to everybody. Think. You can play the music. <laughs> I guess talking about nonprofits, you worked with a lot of nonprofits, mm-hmm. right? Um, how would you say marketing and advertising for a nonprofit is different than any other client? Of course, budget will be a huge thing, yep. but. Is there anything else that makes it a different, different, a different thing? ball game? Yeah, a different yeah, ball game. Yeah, that one I guess, especially when it's like a fundraising focus campaign, you do have to sometimes do a little bit of heavy lifting, especially around the holiday season. There's a lot of fundraising ass out in the market, so it's kind of coming up with that idea and insight that will kind of spark creative that does rise above. The rest, but of course, it's also an interesting balance too because we want all nonprofits to benefit um, and succeed. So I'd say though, trying to kind of cut through the noise, especially during COVID, of course, there was a lot of fundraising, donation asks, mm-hmm. support asks at that time. Um, so I was just trying to position your cause and making sure you're reaching the right people because not everybody's going to relate to every different nonprofit mission. Um, so I think it's, yeah, really kind of being strategic about how you're approaching your call to action and your ask in your marketing. Yeah. Do you find for a nonprofit, it's more so trying to get as much awareness as possible? Or is it more so about trying to get that deep brand resonance and those people that are just loyal to you? Yeah. So it's a little bit of, it's a little bit of both. Cause for mm-hmm. sure you want to get the solid brand awareness. You want to be top of mind. Let's say when somebody's thinking about their holiday giving and where they're going to put towards their dollars or their time. Um, so yeah, the brand re- awareness is part of it making sure you have a solid foundation there. And then it's also the, um, going a little bit deeper and now getting people to convert um, in the form of whether that is volunteering or a monetary donation. So it's a little bit of balance of both. And I think you need both. Not every budget always allows for that, but there's usually a little bit of a way just to make sure that you're staying top of mind. And then when you do make the ask, people are aware of who you are and are ready and excited to give. Yeah, very cool. I like that. Nonprofits are definitely something... It's like a different, yeah, different ball game to mm-hmm. tackle, mm-hmm. and they're very unique in and of itself. I love, I love. I've done a lot of projects where I've worked for, not worked for, sorry, created marketing tactics for nonprofits. I always yeah. found them like 
the coolest. You get to be the most creative, yeah. the do. least amount of budget, right? Yeah, yeah. And usually I find, um, yeah, your clients are really excited about yeah. what you can do to help them. I find it's a really really rewarding that's where I was really lucky at ZGM for sure um you spoke a lot about how you deal with multiple different clients you must deal with people all walks of life right Mm -hmm. so how did you manage or how did you tackle clients who may have their own opinions about marketing they may have really strong um ideas that they want may not always be feasible from someone who's seasoned like you who understands marketing and advertising and how to really get mm-hmm. um, success from a marketing plan. How did you deal with that? Right. Um, so I think that's a little bit of balance too because there's always going to be multiple perspectives and they do know their industry in and out um, where we have to come on board and kind of do that research. So they're definitely a good wealth. Clients are a huge wealth of knowledge for the target audience and who you're trying to reach. Um, and the problem you're trying to solve as well. Um, but I think, yeah, sometimes maybe when you have to have those conversations of like, maybe just like a difference in perspective, less mm-hmm. of a difference of opinion, it's just kind of bringing the backing as to your reasoning why. Um, that's where it's really nice to bring in metrics. Um, the research that you've done just to try to kind of, kind of explain your reasoning, I guess. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I never, ever like to say no and just kind of leave it at that. It's always, uh, maybe let's try it this way. Um, or there's like a compromise too, because like, obviously everybody's opinion is valid and should be taken into account. Um, so yeah, I think it's just though making sure that you kind of walk through why we're proposing it this way or why the creative is looking like a certain way. Um, just having that reasoning behind for sure. Was there ever a time or a specific project, I guess, where the client was basically just out of touch or just outdated in their practices and they kind of needed you guys to do like a complete overhaul and redesign of their like their communications, what they were trying to do? Yeah, um, I, I don't think I was ever on a rebranding project when I was at, no, when I was um, in the agency world. Um, but sometimes you definitely need to like share some knowledge as well, because that is where like our teams and that's kind of why you hire an agency is to be the expert in the marketing world and to be constantly improving and your practices and making sure that you're receiving the most up to date knowledge and the most up to date tactics are being used. So, yeah, definitely a lot of opportunity to um, help your clients learn and grow. And then hopefully that's something they take back to their in-house marketing teams if they have them, which can only help them improve as well. Um, Yeah. A little bit of a, they teach us about the industry. We teach them and they're marketing experts as well. For the most part, usually that's who you're kind of working with. So yeah, it's a good, it's teamwork. It's all about collaboration. Is it hard to stay creative consistently especially in a role at the ad agency was it hard to continue to be creative all the time come up with new fresh ideas I can imagine that you want every single project to be unique and of itself yeah but I can think that I would definitely want to just keep reusing what I know so right yeah um and yeah that's something where of the accounts team we kind of come up with that one insight that one thought that maybe helps the creative team see the project in a different light. Um, so we definitely still have to constantly be like, 
being creative in the strategic sense, but then the designers and art directors themselves, that's like a whole other world for them to actually stay creative. And it amazes me all the time of the work that they would come up with. And like, they come up with like so many amazing concepts for like one campaign that it was hard to kind of narrow it down. So that's uh yeah, that's something for sure that I'd be curious how they stay creative all the time. Have you uh, ever been in a role such as that? Like a creative like no, graphic design? Yeah, thing? no, no, I haven't. Um, but that would be a good podcast guest too. Is some we have it. some It'll art directors. Yeah. Coming get, soon. Get them on board. <laughs> yeah. Um but no, no, I've always uh stuck with the account side of things. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like being a graphic designer would kill me i feel I like it would be, be a lot of fun though yeah, oh, yeah. they get to do so much really, fun really really cool stuff but my creative juices would i would just push it all into one project and then my next project would be done <laughs> <laughs> like so not <laughs> as good hop backing into the sports industry uh was it always your plan to eventually end up there or if not, what was your career goals? Yeah, yeah. Um, the ultimate question, what are your career goals? No, it's a good one. I I was definitely always interested in the sports marketing world, for sure. When I was in university, I did go to the John Molson Sports Marketing Conference. That's probably not its official name, but it's in Montreal. It's a really good time. Um, so that was a really cool experience to kind of learn about all aspects of sports. It definitely wasn't just focused on marketing. Um, but then I guess it wasn't like the main goal. And then it just kind of the job came about and I was able to talk to a few friends that I have that work um, with the Oilers and uh, see, learn about their experience as well. Um, and yeah, that's kind of how I ended up. I also was really interested in working for one of Edmonton's like Edmonton's and maybe Alberta's larger brands. Um, so that was definitely appealing. And I was lucky in that I did grow up in Red Deer, but we were an Oilers family. So I didn't have to switch my team or anything. <laughs> when I came to the Oilers, I was able to keep on cheering for them. So yeah, not necessarily the main goal, but really happy with where I've ended up. So if you didn't work for the Oilers, and but you always still wanted to work in sports, where would you, where would you like to end up? Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, hockey's definitely, when talking about sports, probably the one I'm most interested in. So if it wasn't hockey, I think I'd probably look to maybe work for in tech, either on the marketing side or maybe for one of the large, larger retailers, one of those more well-known kind of household names. There's so many, it's a little hard to narrow down kind of where you want to go. And there's so many that I would equally love to work at. Um, so that's probably would be the direction that I would have taken if I didn't end up here um, with the Oilers. Cool. Yeah. Have you ever been able to dabble in tech? Not yet. No, no, not yet. But uh, I have lots of friends that are in that industry and that seems to be a pretty fun one. I know. It seems so cool. We were mm -hmm. chatting about that earlier, how Edmonton is just, it's like the what? next Silicon Valley. Mm -hmm. Yeah, basically. Oh, it's booming. Yeah. yeah. We, we're talking about how we have so many great initiatives that are coming about you were touching on that uh the the google DeepMind or whatever like oh. it's all a huge ai thing that's in downtown edmonton so i know like one of my other marketing profs was talking about it being like because they're using it for a lot of consumer behavior and like psychology stuff and okay. doing, like, algorithms and whatnot 
tech and marketing, I I feel like that's gonna be it's gonna be huge. It's like gonna be a big I feel like trend that's in marketing. Exactly where the industry is headed right now. So oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Where do you think the industry is headed? What trends oh, do you think are Lord. gonna be huge in the next five, ten years? Yeah. In marketing? Yeah. I think um digital marketing is only gonna continue to expand and grow. Um yeah, the tech industries, I mean, they're already they're already taking off. So I'm sure they'll grow more as well. And then I think we'll just see kind of brands across the board get really creative with what they're doing um, in their marketing campaigns. Like the different, like the creative you see on an international scale, but then mm-hmm. also locally has just only, only continued to improve and get more creative and more like makes you think. So yeah, I think there's just like so much opportunity with this industry and it's just going to take off. Yeah, if it has already. It's just going to keep going. I guess I'm curious. Do you think that us as marketers, we're going to be wearing all of the hats like we do now? We're like 10 different people. We do like 10 different things for an organization. Mm-hmm. Or do you think it's going to become even more um, specialized for marketing where they're going to have people who are the best at copy, the best at color, (laughs) the best at whatever it is in marketing. Yeah, I think it'll be a bit of both. I think Mm -hmm. your knowledge as a marketer will continue to grow um, upwards and outwards. Like I think you'll have to kind of be a little bit of, have a little bit of knowledge in a bunch of different things. Um, But then I definitely think we're also, also are gonna see more experts kind of like really find what their niche is and that's mm-hmm. what they like lock into and we'll see maybe more specialized like agencies and things like that um yeah so I think I don't know I think yeah I do think we should get ready though to learn more and to be able to respond to all the different trends that are to come so what advice would you give to someone who's looking to enter marketing in the sports industry mm-hmm. um I think I think try and get as much knowledge as you can within university, like going to relevant conferences, seminars, things like that. Obviously, this is probably the typical advice, but talking to people for sure, like that are in industry and that applies to all industries really is get to know them and kind of see where they, how they got to where they are. Um, And then, yeah, I don't know. I think just like form genuine connections with people that you find that are interesting um and just kind of keep in touch kind of throughout throughout the years maybe not always with the intention of like oh one day they're gonna like help me with a job but just it's always interesting to know multiple people within the industry that you can kind of rely on and then eventually talk through kind of what you're both both working on um yeah I think uh for me that's kind of some steps that I took to kind of get all of my jobs is just kind of keeping open and talking to those that I knew that were on the other side and definitely my network for sure helped me out kind of get to where I am today. You talked a little bit about how um, just your networking helped you get all of your jobs. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you have any specific advice for individuals who want to enter a role in an ad agency? Mm -hmm. I think biggest thing for sure is probably attending the ACE events. I know they have a lot of really good student focused Mm -hmm. um, events there that some that I went to um, in university, some that I went to when I was working um, at ZGM. Uh, So yeah, I think 
probably attending those um, would be the biggest thing. And then also subscribing to relevant articles um, or I guess like websites like strategy.ca and Adweek, they often are putting out articles about new creative more on like an international scale, but it's just good to kind of keep up with the industry, the trends, take any opportunity you can to take digital courses. There's lots of really good free ones. Um, yeah, just to kind of get equipped and have a little bit of a base knowledge. And then once you're on the job, you'll really dive in and get hands-on with it. Yeah. Do you find it difficult to always have to be on the pulse when it comes to marketing? You always have to keep up with the trends. You always have to know what's going on. Yeah, there's definitely a lot to it, but I think if you kind of set yourself up with the tools where you're almost exposed to it, just going about your every day, it starts to just kind of sink in on its own. And then when you're applying it to, and that's where the teammates that I worked with um, at the agency really helped me because they were the ones that were teaching me a lot of stuff and then putting it into practice. So good to see how it kind of plays out as well. A couple of last questions. Yeah, yeah. Do you have any questions for us? Um, I guess I'm just kind of curious where you guys want to take your careers. Um, and how has it been at the School of Business? What are you interested in? What are the courses that have been have really stuck out to you so far? Uh, I guess I'll go first. Uh, so I am interested in sports marketing mm-hmm. and tech marketing. Uh, I guess those are my two major areas that I'm really looking at right now. Uh, school business has been good. Most of my degree has been online. So right, yeah. that's mm-hmm. unfortunate, but it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, but definitely trying to take classes on that, trying to get skills, like going to like the, uh, I know we have the Adobe and Google workshops. Mm-hmm. So oh, those, that's cool. Yeah. So yeah. we get, and you can just slap them right on your resume. So uh, unfortunately, I haven't done a marketing co op yet, but hopefully my next one is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's. Yeah, I would say my interest in marketing, I really like strategic marketing for sure. Being able to come up with a plan for whatever campaign we're trying to do. And I agree with you. It's a very creative process. Mm-hmm. And then um, my, again, like my marketing degree has been mainly online. So yeah. it's created a disconnect. Yeah. But I think there's You're also, back. yeah. Yeah. I'm running I'm fully back. into it, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's um, it's been hard to network and meet my peers, mm-hmm. but it also has cre- created an opportunity for me to uh, learn about, like, if I were to meet with people overseas, connecting with them online, creating connections online, I think that was also valuable to learn through my online learning in COVID. So it's been challenging, but good. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, no, silver totally lining fair. and everything. Yeah, for so, sure. Do you want to tell anything to the students? To the students? Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like this is some of the, like, probably advice you hear all the time, but get involved. That was something that I did in my second year, not my first year, and it for sure paid off in a big way. I'm a big fan of marketing co-ops. I don't know. I feel like accounting finance is typically what people think when they hear the co-op program. But for me, I think doing my co-ops was a huge reason that I was able to get a job in the industry right out of graduation. Um, And then, yeah, just kind of take any opportunity you have. Like there's so many conferences you can go to. You can go on exchange. I went to 
to Cortona through that program through the U of A and that was awesome. Um, yeah, now's the time to really just like take any opportunity you can because you do, obviously I know you're studying and busy, but you also do have a little bit more time to kind of like take a couple days off to go learn or do something new. So that would be my recommendation to students. And then, yeah, just, uh, I don't know, kind of keep, keep at it and apply for whatever, talk to whoever, and it'll all, it'll all work out for sure. Such great advice. Hopefully it was. (laughs) No, it was. Thank you so much, Sophie. Thank you. We really appreciate it. Do we say that's a wrap? That's a wrap. That's a wrap. I guess. It gets faded into that. Just faded. Yeah, we'll just fade it out. Exactly. you to follow leave a review and to keep up with us follow us on our instagram at marketingmajor.mp3 once again this has been the marketing major podcast with oj and sham and we'll see you guys next time